Well, welcome back to Wednesday's edition of Coffee and the Bible. Coffee and the Bible. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited that uh, our listeners and our viewers are uh, checking in on us today. It's, you know, it is one of the funner things that we do. It is. It's, it's a highlight of the it, week for us. It is. And so uh, we normally pray right before we go uh, live on recording. And uh, my prayer is usually this. Um, in all that we do in ministry whether in the church or here in the podcast, we ask the Lord for just one listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just that's one right. listener, one person that maybe our ramblings, <laughs> yeah. our interpretation of Scripture, a story from our life will touch that one person and give them hope and encouragement and would help them with their walk with Jesus. That's good, mm-hmm. yeah. And really, this is very unscripted. Very unscripted, um, yeah. yeah. We don't... We kind of have a general idea of what we want to talk about, but as far as the specifics, we're just kind of so, going with it. So let's uh, tell a little bit about us. Background we, of yeah, Coffee we, So we're Bible. sitting around the table today discussing uh, our topic. I'm not going to tell you topic yet because I don't want you to, to, to run away. I want you to hear today's topic because <laughs> it can be a little challenging. But we were sitting around the table discussing, and, and it's just like we begin to have revelation of the Word, all these connecting points, and, and none of us are taking notes. We're just simply talking back one to another. And we're talking to one to another. And when we finish our, what, 10, 15-minute spiel, it's like, what started the question? How did we end up where we ended up? And we couldn't remember. <laughs> you know? yeah, it made sense at the time, it and made, there was some it, good points. It made and, sense. Uh, Overall, we understand how we, what was discussed. Yeah. But there's no way we could reproduce that for a podcast. And I told Daniel, I was like, I wish this was being recorded because it was, it was enlightening. It really was. Oh, it's like good. the Holy Spirit just connected some dots in Second Peter chapter 1, Galatians chapter 5 for us. He just connected some dots, which is pretty cool. So, side note, this is chasing a squirrel here. That's but okay. That's, I think, one of the best ways to read the Bible and study the Bible is with a, a, another believer, a yeah. friend, and, um, and just talk about the, at the, about the, about the Bible mm-hmm. and let the Spirit lead. I mean, I, I love this guy, but I love talking Scripture yeah, right. with you. Scripture is always and, fun, and I, and I told him, we need to do this more often. I mean, we work together every day, but we have tasks to complete mm-hmm. for the church and for ministry of the church. And so we don't sit around that table as much as we should. Yeah. And it's something that I think we need to work on, actually. So we'll see if we can become better. Because what just to back up what, what Pastor Daniel said is when you sit around the table or just do a Bible study with someone, Holy Spirit gives him revelation. Holy Spirit gives me revelation. And that revelation just meshes, congeals. It comes together. And it's just yeah. beautiful. It's like, wow, I never thought about that before. Yeah. It's edifying. It is edifying. It is, yeah. yeah. So are you ready for the, today's topic? I know I'm, I'm ready. Let's, what do you got? What do you got for us? Ready? It is a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten letter word. Commitment. Hmm. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's hard, hard to one. spell. It's a hard one. A little hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I hope I spelled it right because if I didn't spell it right, my letter, number of letters could be off. So <laughs> don't go back and spell check me. I'm not the best on grammar or spelling, but I get by <laughs> So this past Sunday, uh, as you know, Coffee in the Bible is a way for us to take Sunday morning's message and continue the thought and the meditation upon the word, upon the message that we heard on Sunday to get us through the week. And so we spoke a little bit about commitment in the message we taught on it. 
And so I was thinking this morning, and I posed a question to Pastor Daniel here, and I said, could this statement or could this question be accurate? One who struggles with commitment could have a fear of the unknown. And what was your response? I said, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think fear of the unknown is a uh, hindrance for a lot of people making a mm-hmm. commitment. Mm-hmm. Not just spiritually, but in all realms of commitment. Right. Um, uh, let's, so, um, and what got me to thinking about that statement was... I asked myself this morning, why did it take me so long to propose to my wife? We dated for many years before being married. Yeah. How many years? Can you, don't hang me out to dry like can that. Can you I unveil the know. truth? <laughs> I think uh, we had known each other for a period of five years, I okay, think. Yeah. Uh, we dated. I broke up with her and we dated again. Um, but it, I think it was a fear of the unknown. Why? Because I wasn't around a family who had strong relational skills. Mm. Okay. And so I don't know if that's it. I'm not doing some inner digging on myself, but think just quickly thinking, I think that was part of uh, why would I not make a commitment, a legal commitment with my, my now wife? Why, didn't I t- why did it take me so long? But the, the point is there was a fear of the unknown. I didn't know what marriage would look like. Yeah. I didn't know how to be a husband. Uh, what scared me more than anything was becoming a father because kids stressed, stressed, <laughs> ED, past tense, stressed me yeah. out. You know, yeah. they still stress me out, but not like they used to. Uh, so there was, a, there was a fear there. And um, you said uh, about a fear too. You remember what it was? Yeah, so maybe tying into that too, um, Part of the unknown uh, is maybe the possibility of failure. So that mm. because yeah. you, you don't know, because he didn't have it really exemplified what a good marriage looks like, and you say, I can do that because I've seen it work. You know, I had great parents. Um, anyway, that's, that's any, uh, different. But, but the point is not necessarily just in a marriage um, uh, 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 scenario there, but a fear of failure, a fear of failure in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for a new Christian, and, and even for a lot of Christians, um, one of the points that was brought out Sunday morning, if you remember, is our commitment to Christ. So we were basing this off this whole bread of life discourse that you read in John chapter 6, verses 22 through 71, where Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. So that's the bread of life discourse. But in there, as he's conversing back and forth with the Jews in the synagogue in Capernaum, um, he, he literally, well, not literally, he figuratively draws a line in the sand and he says, you have to be all in with me. If you're not all in, then you're not saved. Yeah. I have to be Lord and, and King of your life. And so there could be a fear of commitment there because maybe a person doesn't know what that looks like for Jesus to be King and Lord of their life. And so there could be some, there could be some fear there. And I had another point I wanted to make, but it just, oh, I know what it was. So I think for some new Christians and even for some seasoned Christians that we believe that our closeness to Christ is based upon works. 
And that, my friends, is called legalism. Mm-hmm. There is no law or works that we do to enter into the graces and the mercies of Christ for salvation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got anything you want to say there? Well, I think that's a a great hindrance for many people um, is the fear of failure. If I'm committed myself to Christ fully, I'm doomed to fail yeah. on, on my own. I'm, right. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be able to follow through with this. And that's a lack of understanding of what Jesus has done for them right. and the, really the essence of the gospel, right. which you touched on in a powerful way Sunday morning. Um, it's all about believing who Jesus is and what he's done for us, and that's it. That, that's simply it. All we are called to do is believe. And again, if you read that discourse, that Bread of Life discourse, you will see in there Jesus saying, all you have to do is believe. Yeah. And that and, and but we've made it so much more complicated. Yeah. Than what it is. And that's what Paul says in Romans 1 when he says the just shall live by faith. Yes. And that's the verse that Martin Luther it struck him like a bolt of lightning as all of a sudden he got it. Yeah. It's an it's an alien righteousness. It's mm-hmm. not my righteousness. He called it an alien righteousness. In other words, it's outside of him. It come from Christ. And like you said Sunday morning, it's imputed to us. It is, yeah. And uh, So that's, that's a weird word, imputed. Yeah, it's an it's, old word. It's an old word. It simply means that Christ took his righteousness and he cl- placed it upon us. Like he clothed us in a, in a cloak or a yeah. jacket. He, he clothed us in his righteousness. And that's why a person can be seen by and enter into the presence of the Father is because the imputed righteousness of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or another way of saying it is very, very simple. We're in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? You're literally, you're inside. Yeah, I'm in Christ. Right, right. He, he, he is, uh, he, he's consumed me or, you know, I'm, I'm found in Christ. Yeah. I, so, anyway. And so what about the person who says, okay, pastors, Daniel and Daniel, you're just telling me that I have to simply believe that there is no works uh, that I can do to gain salvation, to gain uh, even an audience with Christ, right? It has to be just, it just has to be this belief. And so what happens is, what's so amazing that everything that we need to, this is Second Peter chapter two, This is chapter one. One. I think, I think I know where you're going. Here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. It's Second Peter chapter one, verses three. His divine power has granted to us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. What that passage is telling us is that everything that you need to be a Christian is given to you by God. Yeah. It is a gift. Nothing you do, there's no works that you have to do. Everything that you do is given to you by God to live for God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in the process of that is something called sanctification. He gives you these gifts to help you live for Him, but in the meantime, He's cleaning you up. That's sanctification. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you want to talk a little bit in a few next couple minutes about in this process of sanctifications there in Galatians uh, chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit, the works, the gifts of the Spirit of sanctification? Yeah, and they are gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this follows along with what Peter's talking about, that by God's power, He's given us all things pertaining to a life of godliness. And so this comes about by being led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit, which right. is what Paul talks about right. in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, I believe. 
yes. uh, the fruit yes. of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and all of those fruits help us stay committed to God and right. to Christ. Um, there is such love in God and in Christ. There's such joy in Christ. There's such peace in Christ. You know, all of these fruits just uh, yield, or I mean, just produce in me a, a, a commitment to stay in Christ. Right. You know? Right. Um, so let's read what the Message Bible says in Galatians 5, yeah, I like how 22 the and 23. It. it says this, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Now listen to this. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Mm -hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Those are the gifts. That's good. Right? Of sanctification, becoming more like Christ. Another gift in all things that we need. In life and godliness is given to us by Christ. That's good. I'll say this. The, the way one person comes to salvation is by faith. Mm-hmm. And the way one is sanctified is also by, by faith. faith. It's not like we get saved and then all of a sudden we have to start working and earning. No. There's none of that. It's just the same way that we're saved is the same way we're sanctified. And that's right. by keeping our eyes on Jesus and uh, walking now in the Spirit. Uh, not with checking all the check marks, boxes that you've done this and this. And uh, that's, that's it. That's the the number one enemy, I think, for the Christian is legalism. And that's Paul hammered uh, to the Galatians. That was their problem. They were falling back into legalism. And Paul said, (laughs) who has bewitched you? Yeah, right. It it is. Yeah, yeah, I remember that word. Who has bewitched you? Who has tripped you up? Who has lied to you? You Stop it. Stop doing this. Yeah. Yeah, he, he actually makes his plea with the Galatians there yeah. to do that, yeah. And so, coming back full circle to the question or the statement that was posed is about commitment. Commitment, we often lack in commitment because we are fearful of something. And we don't often commit fully to Christ because we are fearful we're going to let him down or not be able mm-hmm. to live for Christ. But remember, all you have to do is believe and know that Christ will give you all that you need to live for Him. Yeah. That's it. Put your confidence in Him. Yeah. You know? And uh, you won't fail. You won't fail. How, how does Peter close out that um, uh, chapter 1? That, that's a great question. So Peter's talking about these uh, supplements to your faith. And it ends, all these supplements to your faith will end in godliness. But listen to what he says. If you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Hmm. Listen, that only happens by faith. Yeah. There's no works. You allow God to give you the gifts to work through your life. You keep Him as your true north, but you have to make a commitment to serve Him fully. And if you do, you'll never fall. Yeah. 
That's good news. That's good news. That's good news. So let's pray over our viewers today, yeah, will you? absolutely. Uh, Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus, and we just ask for our listeners that you would help them with any commitments that they are lacking in. Lord, I ask that you would reassure them by your word, and maybe through this podcast, talking about your word, how you are faithful and true. Yes. That you are a God who cannot lie, and your word will accomplish what you've sent it out to do. Amen. Help our listeners you, with their personal commitment. And I would ask that if there's any areas in their life where they are failing commitments, Holy Spirit, would you just show them and begin to take them through a process of strengthening them and helping them? them? Mm-hmm. In Christ's name I yes, pray. Lord. Amen. 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 I hope you enjoyed this edition of Coffee in the Bible, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. See you.